It's time for another Game Day, hosted by Flames Nation and Barn Burner at Greta Bar YYC. Join the crew at our favorite Game Day watch party spot, Greta Bar YYC, Saturday, March 23rd to watch Calgary take on Vancouver. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Good food, good prizes, and a guaranteed good time. This event is brought to you by McLeod Law LLP and Village Honda. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca before they sell out. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Buddies, welcome to Nashville, the Tower Chrysler Studios in our palatial estates here at uh, what well, we can't say because oh, we start telling people where we are. It becomes a security issue. It's gonna be fans coming down here and women. They want to touch Pinder's hair. Remember when the Beatles came to North America for the first time? We can't do that all over yeah, again. We can't it was do chaos. That. I was saying, uh, there's uh, there's Frank Saravalli who will join us uh, in a moment. So shush. Uh, there's Pinder at the end. There's Retro, and for the first time, maybe ever, we're in a better spot than you. We're used to oh, sitting in some dank studio, and you're in Florida or some, you know, some he's here. He's in Nashville. You're in Saskatoon, Regina. I'm, I'm in the tune. I'm in tune the town. tune. Ah, it's hot. Hot. Beautiful tune. Yeah, I think we win. We win. You might win. You yeah. might win. We'll take the win. And just that, as a side note, I decided not to drive right. back because I was going to save a bunch of time in flying. Yeah. I saved about six hours. So. <laughs> really? That much? Now, was it Friday? You packed the gear and the kids got into the vehicle and you were going to drive for mm-hmm. the make three-day trek. You made it seven minutes. You turned around and went back home. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but 14, right? Because seven there. And then that's seven right. Back. Yeah. I didn't see. Yeah. That's on me. Sorry. I, I, so then was it you and the boys flying or just you? Yep. I got two boys with me. Same as in the car ride. Yeah. There's two boys with me. So 
So there were three of you involved in that cluster F oh. from two days ago. Yeah. So no luggage still. Still today? no luggage. Oh, no. Well, what do you need that for? You don't need that shit. You don't need that. <laughs> so Monday, you go, because we had you on the show, the shoveler driving 160, drops you off at the airport. And how long before you know you're, you're effed? Uh, we were early for drop off because of the speed and acceleration right, of yeah. the shoveler. So that was, so we were a little bit early, probably an hour and a half before the flight. We were informed it was knocked back a couple hours. Okay. Well, we're in no rush. That's fine. And then it was another hour and then it was another hour. And then it was three more hours. So we did leave on a technically on Monday. Right. It's a lot of hours there, Rhett. That must have been uh, frustrating for, you know. We were, we were saved. By, we were saved. I got the card to get into the lounge. So I was, we were in the lounge. So free food, uh, sweet and sour meatballs, rice, delicious. Absolutely. Oh. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Sweet and sour. So good. Well, we are here in Nashville. Today is I mean, it's a weird setup. Anything going on today? Wednesday, round one. Frank Saravalli will join us. We're here in the Tower Chrysler Studios. I checked in with Serge. It's like, Toffoli's gone. Are you okay? Serge says, hey, it's, he it's about getting younger. <sighs> Got to get younger. Got to make some tough decisions. So he's he and Craig are on the same page. Serge, a Tower, uh, Tower Chrysler. Southern Alberta's favorite Chrysler Dodge Ram Jeep dealer. Just ask anybody. They'll tell you. It's their favorite. Um, Frank Saravalli is our NHL insider. You've been busy just doing show after show. We appreciate you for hanging out. Frank Saravalli, uh, off season, Frank, it was playoff Frank. Now you're off season, Frank, a presentation mm. of Bonton meat market, um, 28 Crowfoot circle, Northwest Bonton meat market.com. Greg Keller treats you right. It's summertime. If you're not putting quality meat on your grill, what are you doing? The fact that you guys didn't smuggle me any Bonton meats across the border is It's tough. Bullshit. We had meat and gummies and all kinds yeah. of stuff, but they Handguns cared, they cared more about the beef. So, sorry, Frank. Sorry about that. I mean, my priorities are in order, though. Yeah. I mean, look at me. Like, well, we're, we're in good yeah. shape. And we look cool. Once we get that new rink and we have a draft in Calgary, you know, as long as you can wait that out, we'll have a nice... Yeah, we'll when's that, 2000 and never? I feel like probably four or five years. That's not about right. Come on, people. Let's get going here. Yeah, let's any go. day Fuck. now. Yeah, any day. Not getting any younger. So I know you were talking about what you guys did the did your show prior to this, but for people that only that didn't watch that or only watching this, I guess let's get into the Toffoli deal from yesterday. It came down. Ryan and I were getting off a plane and then onto a plane pretty much as it happened. Yegor Sharangovich, how do you, Rhett, do you like... Uh, a little Sharon Govich in your life? How do you feel? It feels good to me. Why not? Yeah, yeah. All, why not? All in on the Sharon Govich. Yeah. Govich. It's delicious. Know. Yeah. Put a little mayo on there, some mustard. Delicious. Uh, there it is. The Frank Cervelli tweet. Did you break? Was that a Frank bomb? Did you break that? No, trade? the team announced that. Ah, one. shit. Tyler Toffoli for Yegor Sharon Govich and a third round pick in tomorrow. Obviously, tomorrow will be round number three if they hang on to that pick. Now, Retro, and I'm not looking to. Had you, did you know that there was a man named Yegor Sharangovich? <laughs> I did not know there was a man named Yeren Sher. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons, yeah, slippy, Anthony. slappy. Swanny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I first, when I first saw it, I'm like, what in the f? But I don't know. It sounds like it's it's not as left field as maybe I originally thought. 
I thought it was uh, Jonas Siegenthaler at the beginning. I'm like, there's your D. All right, Hannafin's Minutes. Let's go. And then I was like, oh, that's not the same guy at all. No, a lot of letters. <laughs> Wrong guy. S, vowels. So, you know, uh, all those people that criticize all the media in the East saying, oh, you guys don't watch anyone past 10 o'clock. Yeah, the East Coast bias, yeah. Yeah, you guys had no idea. West Coast bias. No, yeah. some of us. I'm sorry. You guys aren't big Devils fans, I guess. Guess not. We saw them twice early last year as, as flame spectators, and that was it. And they certainly looked better, but you were kind of wondering if the bubble would burst. Yeah, and, could they keep it going? And I guess to get back to Sharagovich, he sort of tumbled a bit down the depth chart there last year. Is that how you see the drop in numbers from year two to year three? That's part of it. The team's gotten better, and so – when everyone was healthy, he was playing a third line role. And, and also with the production he's had, as you see the new contract, he signed two times 3.1 million bucks. They had to give him a raise. They're trying to get uh, Timo Meyer done. Right. Hopefully today I'm told that he's somewhere in the eight times 8.2585 range, somewhere in that neighborhood. So Timo Meyer is looking at a really expensive next contract and, you know, at least in the short term, the Devils feel like they can add in Tyler Toffoli coming off of a career year, get, you know, some of these playmakers that they have, get them some finishers. And it makes sense from their perspective to seize on Toffoli's last year of his deal um, at a bargain four point, what is it? Four and a quarter. Yep, like he's yeah. in a great spot. So um, look, I think flames fans in general, the reactions seem to be that they were underwhelmed by the return. Because they're thinking, okay, maybe this is an avenue to get in the first round. And in a different scenario, for a different team, it probably would have been an opportunity to get in the first round. But if you're adding a pick in the 25 to 32 range, that's not helping your team for a long time. And I think the Flames have been really clear that they want to try and compete next season. And getting someone like Sharon Govich that you can plug into your lineup and have him for a few years, um, that's that certainly suited them more so than the late first round pick. Were we crazy to think looking back on it now that I think our eyes were big is that to Foley, you get a first and what else? And then you see the, the Taylor Hall trade. And then you see the Kevin Hayes trade, some of the older guys. Now, granted, I don't think the production is what Tyler to Foley had, no. but a lot of those guys were basically going for free. You were Kevin Hayes had a career year. So I would, I mean, six rounder. And they're eating half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's eating a turd burger. Yeah. So yeah. what what was your expectation if a Toffoli deal was going to get done, say, before the draft? Uh, what, what was your impression, I guess, of the return, player and pick? Honestly, I think it's fine. It's not lighting the world on fire, but they clearly like Sharon Govich and like the, the fit of him. And the fact that you upgrade your skating, I think, is a big one. Um, he's got some speed. Like that's the one thing that's really stood out to me about the flames watching them the last few years is they're one of the slower teams in the league. And not only that, um, they really didn't have any speed on the wings. Yeah. And, and now, especially if you think Sharon Govich might, you know, be able to play some center for you, you have a versatile piece that you can do some different things with that. I don't know. Um, look, it's never going to be a perfect situation and scenario. The Flames, for Toffoli hitting the numbers that he did last year, you weren't going to perfectly slot in a guy to replace those numbers. Yeah. But you're also, teams are probably expecting Toffoli to regress closer to his career norms um, that we've seen over the last dozen years, 10 years, that you have an idea of where he is 
in the NHL. And he's probably not a consistent 75 point player. And it's one of those things too. If you, cause I had said, I, I thought if there was anybody that you would take into the season and maybe trade closer to the deadline, it was to Foley. You roll the dice and then all of a sudden he's a step slower or gets injured. And then you end up getting nothing for him or a fifth or sixth round pick or something. Then everyone's going to be sour. Well, why didn't you trade this guy in the off season? He was coming off a career year. That was the time to pounce. It's all. It's always very. It, it's you know. It's that Monday morning quarterback hindsight. He, he also asked out too, right? And Ritz been talking about if guys don't want to be around, get rid of them. Don't yeah. let this fester. You know the the room is something you have to solve. Don't leave a guy in there that wants out. I feel like that was a part of this as well. Especially for a team that I think was pretty fractured last year. Pretty. And I don't think he was at all any of the root or the problem. It's just that. I think there was a lot of frustration and friction all over that locker room. And part of it was coming from, you know, dealing with Daryl. Part of it is, I just think you, you guys heard Nazem Kadri say it. He was on my pod. When are the flames going to make the playoffs answer when we start playing like a team, there clearly was something missing last year. And I kind of like that Craig Conroy addressed it right away. Rip the bandaid off. Let's get something for Tyler Toffoli and let's begin to move this team forward instead of sitting back and being hijacked and handcuffed by the agents and the player trying to tell you where to send them. Just make the deal. Yeah. Get it over with. Jack, can you bring up the Sharon Govich stats there from, uh, from Hockey DB? Because I wonder, it sounds kind of dumb, if you take away the 2022-23 season and here's a guy that is – goes from 16 goals to 24 goals. If you're feeling a little bit better about it, I think there's a lot. It's like, well, what's the drop? Why the drop in ice time and responsibility? Obviously not much there in the way of playoff points or, or games to go from 24 to 13. If he was a 24 goal guy that was 24 coming in, you feel a lot better. I think if you're you a probably don't fan. get him in this trade, to you be may fair, not. like a, a guy that went 13 or 16, 24, like that, even though he's still the guy that did it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know how you feel. And so if you want to be upset about the deal, you look at the 13 goals and say, what the hell's going on? He's, he's only going to work on a team that's not contending. He fell down the depth chart. If you want to like this deal, you say, man, he's a year removed from being a rising star in this league. He flies, he shoots at a ton. I mean, yeah. you, you can pick what you want but, here, depending to, to fit your emotions, right? The criticism, I think that, <laughs> for me or from Flames fans and stuff we've discussed is I don't dislike the trade. And I think when you look at his stats, you think it's, it's all right. The third round. Sure. And I think Frank is probably <laughs> because he's not stuck in the mud. He's got a better indication or idea of what is truly going on with the Flames as far as they're going to try and be competitive this year. That's where the criticisms can come in is if your opinion was let's completely revamp then this doesn't suit that mold. And that, yeah, that return, if that's, right? the case, right? that's the difference. And that I would be never, my criticism. Yeah, I would, I would say here's the thing, though. A lot of people were wondering, are the Flames going to be forced into a rebuild, given all of these pieces that are in play? And I think this is the first real indication that we have, not that we suspected anything to the alternative, that that's of no interest to them. And we've, that's been their MO for 15, 20 years. Like we know that's not the case, but we got confirmation. Now the sort of first step in the new tenure and new era of Craig Conroy. So if that's the case, would you expect an all futures Hannafin deal or does that not fit their MO? I, I think in a perfect world, they'd find some piece to plug into their blue line. If they can, 
that's easier said than done. And it's probably more of a futures deal, but um, I, I just want to let you know, I, I did check in this morning. I don't think the flames are anywhere on the Noah Hannafin front right now. And so, in fact, I don't think they have anything front burner after getting the Sharon Govich extension done. And that sort Not of to say that can't change echoes what we heard from some other insiders this morning. Is, is there, is that an issue? I mean, I, I keep thinking about this draft class and, how rare it is we can only guess at this point but it looks to be at this point a special one if they miss this opportunity with all these assets they are going to move it and don't add another first is that a failure of sorts i tell me what they get and then i'll tell you if it's a fit like first off i think one thing that people lose sight of is the fact that especially as craig conroy is putting all these different pieces together that a lot of these trades and transactions are interlocking or yeah. moving the pieces around the board and what you see right now might not be the finished product. Yeah. That's one part of it. The other part too is like, because you're valuing the first round picks the way you say you are, that's a really good indication that other teams that hold those picks are also valuing them pretty similarly. Yep. So there's 11 that have moved by my count. So it's yeah, still happening, right? Four of them were uh, in the 2022 trade deadline, and the rest of them, like we haven't seen a top 10 pick move. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think we're we are going to have some kind of movement. I, I would think today on the draft board, at least a team like the Montreal Canadiens is is certainly considering it. I think they have five different offers and options on the table that they're weighing today. But to your point about the mid to late first round picks, they're going to move, but they're going to be for significant impact roster players. And could the Flames pull off a deal like that for Hannafin? Absolutely. Do they value that first round pick the way you do? Or I just I had a, I had a cup of coffee this morning with, with an NHL executive who said, it, it's wild to me how overrated fan bases and media think first round picks are yeah because once you get past pick number 14 you know you're dealing with like coin flips i think 20 to 30 over the last 25 30 years has been like a 50 50 that you play even just 200 games never mind be a star yeah so then are you better off get this is what teams wrestle with are you better off getting a player even if it's not as good as hannafin but someone that you can maybe continue to grow and build versus a coin flip that may or may not even make it to the NHL, let alone in four to five years. We talk about, about it off and on the Jacob Trubin Winnipeg situation. They had to sit on Jacob Truba. He wanted out for a while. They make that trade. Pionk is part of the return that comes back. He's not as good as, as the player he's replacing, but he was a, he's a serviceable guy. For no them, one even been knew who he was yeah. in Winnipeg. They're like, Neil Pionk, who is that? Yeah. But they got He's first two, did they player. not? It was a Pionk and a yeah. first. I guess that's... I'm just thinking in terms of a, of a body coming back. Yeah. It's not as good, but it's, it's not as though there's no value to it. I, um, so let's take a look at the Hannafin thing. And like, let's say like, so one of the teams that's been connected to them about Hannafin is the Florida Panthers. Yeah. What happens if you got a package that included Duclair and something to start? Just as a starting point. I don't love the Duclair as a start because you're essentially replacing one UFA that doesn't want to be here for a guy that may be the same thing in a year. Like, I don't feel like it's a placeholder for a year. If you you have an indication from Duclair's agent that he's willing, well, Duclair is his own agent, actually, uh, that he's willing to (laughs) resign. Yeah. The magic that he was able to create with Jonathan Huberto, maybe that same thing exists. I don't know. All I'm saying is 
if you're looking to get a piece back, you have to consider the roster situation of the team you're making the deal with. The Florida Panthers, if they get their hands on Hannafin, they don't have a D-man to send back to you. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to touch on something you mentioned there. You about the Flames clearly still wanting to compete that that's are you is that intel or are you basing that off of the return from this Defoli deal? No, that's that's intel. Like this team is not First off, I, I've said it before. When you have Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger and Nazem Kadri and even just the term remaining on Jacob Markstrom's deal, you're not bottoming out. Right. So it, as opposed to trying to, you know, to remain sort of in this, oh, we're walking a tightrope. We want some futures. We want to compete. We want to try and, you know, get better, spend less. Like It's like, you, what are you, the Vancouver Canucks? I didn't work well. Trying to it. do everything at one time. Yeah. Set your sights on something and go and tackle it. And the Flames, it's been, we think this team underachieved last year. We know we need to make some moves with pieces. And we're going to try and parlay those into getting better. And that's not that's not speculation on my part. That's intel. Mm. Um, but you're at the mercy now, if you're the Flames, of where some of these players want to go. Because... Lindholm, if it gets to that point, and and just so everyone's clear, there's a number of teams that I talked to in the last 24 hours that have called Craig Conroy to inquire about Elias Lindholm and have been told, thanks for calling, duly noted, but um, I'll contact you if something changes, but our intention is to sign this player. So they haven't engaged in trade talks, to my knowledge, to move him, and they're going to be at the mercy of potentially Hannafin yeah, yeah. or whoever it might be. He might say, I only want to go to just, you know, just pulling a name out of the hat, the Detroit Red Wings. It's the only place you want to play. So uh, all that's fine and good, except the, there's something wrong with the room. You're going to bring every, try and bring everyone back and stay competitive. And it's not worked for you in the past. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they're bringing everyone back. Yeah, well, you got three well, to four deletions. You, right? you got rid of Toffoli, who wasn't part of the problem in the room, from what we can all determine. Was Hannafin part of the problem in the room? I mean, we don't know, but we're, we're speculating here. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, because I'm with you. I, I think that I, I'm at the point now, I will be, I'll be surprised if a Hannafin thing gets done here today, even though he was kind of the first guy out of the gate to say, I'm not going to resign. I don't want, I'm, I'm not coming back or signing long-term type of a deal. Now to Foley's gone. Like I said before, I thought maybe if there was a guy that would go to the deadline, it would be him. I we're back to where Rhett, where we were talking about before, how, how concerned are you knowing that the room is fractured to use your word to bring everybody back and expect a different result, or at the very least just to have them coexist until you can make the changes that you want to make. Now, my, my frustration is, is take the room out of it. I think it's clearly a part of it, but if it's a dangerous game to play and that's not our job to speculate on how room works, that's fine. It's To me, it's more the marching orders have remained the same. Can this team perform better? I guess. I just, that's to me, it's again, not a game plan. That game, their game plan fell apart when, Goudreau decided to leave, Kachuk wanted to leave, and they lost all those, and Monaghan got hurt, and Bennett didn't turn out. That was where they built something. Now, I feel like you're, again, 
in certain pieces and trying to to move this piece, put this one in. It's fine. And you again, you might be competitive and and be close enough and maybe get a playoff spot. It doesn't feel like an approach that some of those teams that we watch, like Tampa, Chicago in the 2000s, where they put a real game plan and maybe suffered a little bit to finally get to a point where they were good for a long time. It's tough because this is an owner's MO given to the GM. How many times have I said it? You can only be as good as your as your owner allows you to be, meaning the parameters that you're given to operate under. Why do the Vancouver Canucks make the same mistake time after time after time? It's not the four regime changes that they've had. What's the one constant? The owner, yep. And so I, I think that is has been continually the push from Flames ownership is to compete. And as a fan the the patch job approach might be frustrating but you know another conversation that i had with an nhl executive this morning was like why don't people push back on the idea of a rebuild a full scale tear it down to the studs rebuild name one team that's successfully done it i mean Tampa Bay. Find it, but like has actually pulled the entire thing off and won like, you know what, what's, you'd have to get into it and every situation would be, would be unique, but the difference between intentionally tearing it down or just you suck for so long. Look like at the San Jose Chargers? Well, you look at, but I'm just looking at teams that Chicago was real bad and then they picked high and picked first overall and got Kane and then they started winning and Tampa was, they were terrible. And then they drafted two. well Stamkos and then Stamkos at one. Those at were one. not deliberate, those were accidental and then you had... Stamkos and Hedman and holy shit oh my god we were able to build a team around them well so yeah oh. I mean but that's the thing well, we'll see with Arizona down the road because they've done it Buffalo screwed it up but again I think that that was a anyway management decision the last time the Detroit Red Wings made the playoffs I don't know if you know but next how year, were they before that say that again Red. how were they before that <laughs> Yeah, they made the plus for what really, a quarter of a century. Yeah. Twenty-five yeah. consecutive yeah, years. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. No, I, I get your point, Frank, but I, I think also there's just this fatigue in the market with this short-sighted approach. When what, how do you know? Hold on. How do you know what short-sighted is? How do you know what Craig Conroy's vision is? Oh, I'm not talking about Craig. I'm talking about the owner saying like it's very important to make the playoffs here. Like I think this fan base would be ready for one step back to take two forward. I don't think the owner is. You know what I mean? I get it. All I'm saying is. There is risk in that. Of course there is. Yeah. Because then you could take a step back and never get forward again mm -hmm. for six more years. I, I think the, that that would – like you look at Buffalo, that's a nightmare. The only thing worse I can think of is being capped out and old and not good. And that's what this team, I feel, it was dangerously teetering on here. If you sign Lindholm to an eight-year deal and like I just see a lot of guys in their mid-30s making too much money. And if you're not competitive, that's, that's a – you can't weaponize cap space. You're not picking high. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a conundrum that they're in here because it's they really are trying to do two things at once, this be competitive and get younger. Frank, we'll let you get out of here. It's a busy day for you. Uh, anything that you can – what are you hearing? Is there anything you're kind of circling around here as we are midday in Nashville, just hours away from round one? I'm fascinated by the draft board because, um, look, I mentioned the Montreal Canadiens and number five and the different options that they're weighing. I, I'm fascinated to see where Michkov goes. 
Um, look, it's it's one of those situations where I think the Jets and all that they have on the table still, um, the Flames have work to do, even though I mentioned I, I don't think anything's front burner. Uh, the Flyers, like they're – they're still in full teardown mode. They're going to be moving out pieces and they really want to get back into the first round with another pick. There's a lot that I think is going to play out over the next seven, six yeah. hours here. I said it was the last one. The, the Dubois, three players and a pick for Dubois with the extension. Would Lindholm bring something similar? If you got him signed to that eight-year extension to another team, would you be getting three? Again, what... Well, you, you can't Kapari actually was a former... sign him to the extension is the problem. Right, July 1, I get that. Right. I guess just, but if that's... Is that a, is a that deal? Potentially... I think Lindholm has the potential to bring back more than that. Okay. And I, I would say, like, I think, I don't want to say significantly more, but I think it's, the Flames, if they get to the point where they're moving him, then... They're they're in for a haul. Yeah. So I and just on the surface, Dubois a little bit younger, but a little bit of a higher ceiling with Lindholm. Is that a fair assessment? Well, there depending on who you talk to, a lot of teams do think that um, that he's someone that has a, a higher ceiling to get to. Um, Poor Frank trying to do. Yeah, trying to a Frank trying, bomb for us here. Trying, trying to be a good news here. Uh, By all means. Let me just see. So exciting. Um, so, sorry, my, my train of thought, I'm totally lost. Dubois Lindholm, yeah. Yeah, just, I was saying, I, I wasn't overwhelmed by the package. You know, people were sort of building it up as a haul, and, and this is uh, what's happening. Uh, by the way, uh, confirming Timo Meyer re-signing with the New Jersey Devils. Eight years, $70.4 million. So wow. uh, that's what I was waiting on. Um, so that's eight and change per eight times 8.8. What's interesting about that deal is it actually changes the structure of the devil's cap because Jack Hughes oh. was, you know, you, you've got a new high watermark and yeah. it's really kind of rare to see players, especially from the outside come in. And then you see Meyer not have any playoff success mm. to then step up and say, okay, Jack Hughes, probably our best player. Oh wait, we just paid this guy more than you. Also nice when you get Jack Hughes at the number you did. That's probably a part of it too. Yeah. <laughs> He's worth more than that on the market today. Well, we know that. It was one of those deals, Tyler. We talked about this on Daily Face Off Live. Uh, you know, that situation where we were like, hey, eight times eight for Jack Hughes. Why'd they have to do that so early? <laughs> and then you see why. Yeah. I got a final one. Uh, sort of less hockey and more about your job with the Professional Hockey Writers uh, Association. The Obviously, a lot of attention, especially in Alberta, on the non-McDavid uh, number one pick for the heart. Someone had him fifth on the ballot. Do you care? Is that bad press for you, or is it just part of you know having hundreds of people voting? Look, um, it's part of having hundreds of people voting. Do I agree with his ballot? Seth Rohrbaugh from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review? No, I don't. Obviously, I, I voted McDavid, and I think it wasn't even close in terms of who the most valuable player in the league is. But I think... Oh, I've seen all the calls on social media, revoke his credentials, <laughs> don't give him a ballot. Someone uh, tweeted at him yesterday and said, man, you were a couple days late getting on the uh, sub going to the Titanic. Oh. <laughs> uh, too soon for that joke. Feels soon. But um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. And I look, 
I think you get into a dangerous position, and we've seen this socially and everywhere else in the world, when you start telling people what to think and how to vote. And that's the exact reason why we do vote, is for people to express their differences of opinion. If, if we all thought the same, what's the point in voting at all? So do I have an issue with it? Nope. Is there anything coming for Seth in terms of a punt? Not even, never yeah. something that we would consider. Does he own explanation? I think I, I think you should provide one. Yeah. I think that's the point of being transparent is the opportunity to engage in debate and discussion. And seems like the perfect time for him to write a column in the trib saying, totally. here's what my thought process was. I had a chance to catch up with him for five minutes yesterday. And I said, hey, what, you know, what happened? And I, he can tell his story. But he said, essentially, if the vote was best player in the league or most outstanding player, he goes, it's, it's not even close. It's McDavid. He said, I just feel like with some of the other help that he has and dry cycle and some other pieces that he's not the most valuable player to his team. Very so literal. he was a very literal letter of the law voter. Yeah. And just like with any text, it's how you interpret it. And that's how he viewed it. And again, I didn't agree clearly, but at least make your case and make us think. Who goes at two tonight? I think it's Fantilli, but I got to tell you, their scouts have been absolutely buzzing the last 24 hours about the idea of Michkov going at two. It'll would, be it'll be a big would Pat Verbeek pull a Steve Eiserman and just walk to the podium and essentially flip everyone the bird and do it? It'll be a cool buzz in the building if it happens. No kidding, yeah. right? It would Were be you guys amazing. in Montreal last year? No, no. Uh, Tyler and I were sitting there in the first, you know, right in the risers. <laughs> And we looked at each other like the buzz in this building when Shane Wright did not go yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Four in two. Montreal for the host team having the number one pick. There were audible gasps and boos and it was a pretty awesome place to be. And then, the, and then the stink eye, which I also appreciate. The uh, Shane Wright stink eye down to the hat. <laughs> Frank Saravelli, RNHL Insider Daily Face-Off. We'll uh, let you get after it here. Just thumbing out a tweet here. Break that busy, news. Busy dude. Frank Bomb, Frank Bomb. See what I can come up with. There you go. Bonton Meat Market, the original Bonton Meat Market, opened its doors in 1921. All they've done since then is give the best treatment to the best customers. Free range poultry, Alberta beef, triple A, triple A bird of beef, Alberta lamb, milk fed veal, fresh Alberta pork. And once again, voted Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner for best deli meat market. 28 Crowfoot Circle Northwest. And actually, you got Greg from Bonton was texting me here. Tell him to, you're tell not, him to send me a care package. You're guys. not going to like this. Now, it's, sending it is the issue. Uh, I could have given you meat for Frank as you're allowed a limited amount for personal consumption. Mm. That feels like a shot. I there. think he's talking about meat. I'm not sure what else yeah, would well, fall into that category. Yeah, personal consumption. Huh? Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll let you go. No All breaks. Right. We'll just, hey, just yeah. get, get out of here, yeah. fatty. Rhett, Rhett doesn't. No, you're good. Rhett doesn't like taking Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Red likes to roll. Um, so yeah, you know what? For what it's worth, I you know I checked in with Craig this morning as well, and his kind of verbiage to me was he's he's kind of surprised, I guess, at the the lack of traction right now, and he they're focused with on Anafin, you're saying yeah, or just with anything. Okay, they're just focused on making draft picks tonight. That's yeah, that's where they're at. Well, and look, you can't dictate what other people are going to offer that's the thing you just hope that it's not hey this is a green gm no one give them a real offer because if, if that's the case well don't hire a green gm or at yeah. least you know wait a while it's a tough spot for him 
And as we've talked about, I think that there will be agents that'll be trying to squeeze them a little bit. There's going to be GMs thinking, why would I, let's see if we can squeeze them a little bit here. Test them. Yep. The, the, the main wrinkle is, and you've talked about it a lot, is how good this draft class is expected to be. Yeah. Could you, do you take a little less potentially in a package if it gets you a better pick today? Because then down the road, you look back and could you hit a home run today in a deal that's maybe less, but you get that draft pick or a higher pick than what's on the table right now? I don't know. Yeah. And look, dude, is, is this organization, given what we just heard from Frank, okay with, let's say they make a trade with Buffalo and a pick in the teens as the principal piece? I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's coming back and then some shrapnel that covers the roster for a year or two. Like, I would love that. <laughs> that If you have two cuts in the teens in this draft, you could have two franchise pillars. You could swing and miss, but does that fit? the marching orders that Craig's been given for this roster this year, those guys aren't going to help for two years. And see, I, I don't, I'm not to say that Frank's wrong or that he's got bad Intel. I just, I don't, my understanding is that he hasn't been given those marching orders, that this is very much of what this there, this is a turning over of the roster yeah. and we can handle it in a number of ways. One is try and get right back to where we are or get some futures. I, I'm kind of led to believe that there isn't a, we must make the playoffs this year mandate, despite the guys you still have with contracts. I think Frank had said, you've got Kadri and Huberto and those guys, but that's, you can't control that right now. Those contracts are bought and paid for. You yeah. can try and move them, but they're in. Does that, because you have three guys with those contracts, does that change the, and alter the, the course of your franchise right now? I no, I mean, I'm just more talking philosophically where the, the owner's at. And look, th- here's the thing you might get futures for Hannafin and you got a bit of present 
and future with the Toffoli deal. You might get some younger players for Backland. And, you know, if Lindholm doesn't sign, that package could be players. We're going to need to see this full body of work for the offseason before we can really get a strong sense of what Connie is trying to do here. Um, and maybe one deal is all futures and the other is all roster players. I, I don't think it's this this binary thing where every deal has to be this type of deal. You know what I mean? Where are you at right now, Retro? I mean, Frozen? Or no, no, no. I, no. I, are you? Because I don't I'm think the con- deal does anything. You were trading him, and clearly the market is what it is. To me, it's the Lindholm thing. If you're in on Lindholm, you're in for big money and long term. Yeah. And if you're out, then you get the obviously get the best you can. Is it is that right now or after July? I don't know. Probably the extension to Frank's point. You get the if somebody want, is going to pay more eight year extension, you can't sign that. I, I also just, think if, if, if Elias Lindholm goes to a contender, every single team's going to fall into that five to seven million bucks of cap space next year. I don't know that anyone that brings him is going to have a tough time signing him so long as it's a place he wants to be, which I, I don't think it's you're trading him to a contender, not a rebuilding team, right? And I've asked you this before, Retro, that we believe that the Bo, Bo, Bo Horvat is a good comparable. Yeah. Is the that, Meyer deals in the similar spot? It's winger to center. It's not the same age, but that there's we've seen a lot of those deals now in that between eight and nine, and the cap is set to start growing again to the point where you're going to be over ninety in two years, and that's less than ten percent of your cap for a number one center. Like, and, and then on the other hand, we talk how great it is to have cap space. Yeah, isn't it great to be that team that can be a landing spot for picks and a landing spot for cap space? Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, well, if you pay him eight million, eight and a half million, the cap's going up and the percentage of the cap goes down. I just just think about Kevin Hayes. Like if you had cap space and you knew Lindholm wasn't working here, you could have brought in a guy that can play legit top six forward minutes at a cap hit of three something for a sixth rounder. Little things like that, like that not a ton of cap space allows you to do so much. You could have had Taylor Hall for free. Like these are all the things Connie's got to balance, right? It's a really, really, really complex thing he's looking at here. Hundred percent. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I have a tough time understanding the read. If Frank is right and Connie's saying thanks for calling, but we're not listening. Like to me, that's wrong. But no, I think he was saying, well, we need to hear an answer from Elias, and then I'll call you if it's not signing. Right now, we're waiting for him to give us an answer, and if the answer's you, no, we'll call you right back. But wouldn't you want to know? Theoretically, let's oh, yeah. assume. No, you're right. Absolutely, that, uh, that's a very good point. What does a package look and like? I would, and maybe that is happening. I would assume that is happening. That that no deal is moving forward, but you certainly would gauge what he's worth. I just don't have. I I like. I don't have. A, I don't have a good feel on it, and I don't like it because Lindholm to me is a heck of a player, and you do want to keep him. It's more in the fact that. You're in win mode. You're in win now mode, and you can say, "Well, he's a number one center." And if he's at Horvats, is he a number one center in three years? And then you got three or four more guys, and you got a, a whole crew of guys in that thirty-three plus age group still getting paid a lot of money. Like, and you can have kids come up and take over. It just seems more complicated to me. And again, I wish. Lindholm is not the guy I want to get rid of, but he's such an asset. I think, anyway, it it makes it muddier to me, the fact that they're trying to keep him. I agree. 
And look, if you're keeping him, it's like, well, shit, you know, we, we should probably try to keep Backlund because now we have that one, two, three down the middle that we like. Yeah, you want that if, depth. If you're or... buying on competitive, now you're talking to yourself like maybe we don't take first rounders for Hannafin. <laughs> we can get this 23-year-old D-man that will be a top four in a year or two. Like, I, I just I don't like the path because it's too short-sighted. And what Rhett's always said mm-hmm. is like, we need a plan. Like, give us a five-year vision. I don't know if Connie's allowed to do that. And even if he was or wasn't, he wouldn't tell you. Like, you know, Bradshaw Living was here for nine years. Did he ever say anything negative about the owner? No. Like, it's, no, you, don't, you don't run your boss. It doesn't mean that it isn't difficult. You just don't say anything. Um, but, yeah, I don't think this group's any closer to having a, here's what we are in five years. That's the scary part. Yes. To me. Like, and, you know, wow. With the Hannafin, there's, the the unrestricted free agency thing, like th- there's not a ton of superstar guys that everyone's jumping. But if you wanted to fill a spot on the blue line, just look at there's enough guys that you could target, right? Yeah, like I mean, if leaves, back, go find another million, two million dollar third pair guy. You could piece it together. And I get Frank's point to a point about if you're going to go full scorch earth rebuild, it doesn't guarantee you shit. It's true. It guarantees you can be. It guarantees you're probably going to be bad, and you might pick high in the draft. But it does not mean let's be bad for three years and then we'll we'll win a cup in year five. Yeah, but what's and I guess we're stuck in the history of it. And Frank, everyone's opinion is valid, and it's the approach is everyone's approach is. There's points to all. I think from the Flames fans' perspective, from my perspective, since 1989. It ha- there's there's a short stint of winning, and other than that, it's been back and forth, not really good, and then bad, and picking in this awkward. Pinder said it the other day, you've never drafted a top three pick ever. Weren't yep. we the only franchise that, ha- that hasn't done that? Like You've never been able to hang your hat on an Austin Matthews pick, on yep. a Connor Bedard pick. On a Connor McDavid pick, so that's all fine and good to try and remain competitive. And you, like I just said, any approach is fine, and any approach has risk. So Frank, you know, to argue Frank's point, well, what's the risk of sticking with this group? Hasn't done well last year, so you're going to keep adding pieces to that. That's what, I, that, what I've been that's saying. A hell of a lot of risk there. Yeah, you're not tossing away a winning formula to hopefully get young and contend. This is it's broken. You aren't you aren't winning on the ice, and it's clearly things aren't right off the ice. Yeah, this, but you're so close. I mean, if they get ten more saves, they might be in. Like that's the thing. But is, they're so a, close to what? To getting into the crapshoot tournament, and I'm not here to tell yeah. you they're going to win a cup. Like I'm with you, Rhett. Like I yeah. look at cup winners, and I'm like, okay, Ovechkin went first. Uh, Stamkos went one. Hedman two. Franchise goalie that they got in the first round. I look at, you know, Taves goes one. Patrick Kane go or you know top three. Yeah. Kane goes one. Uh, like every team that wins a cup has one or two of these top five guys, with very few exceptions. Like maybe St. Louis and Vegas, and even Vegas, you know, they bought low on an injured Jack Eichel that hadn't played in a year. But generally speaking, you don't win a cup unless you have a top five pick or a couple of them in their prime. That's just it. So if you actually want to win a cup, I'm kind of where red is like, you have to start tearing this down. If you just want to be competitive and say, Hey, it's a crazy tournament. Anything can happen. Bring this team back, but don't tell us you're trying to win a cup. No one wins a cup with those foundational pieces. 
It is draft day. We are here in Nashville, our draft week coverage here in the Tower Chrysler studio. If uh, if you want to maybe go out tonight and sit with sit with the fellows, sit with your buddies and watch the uh, draft, why not Mad Rose Pub? Mad Ooh. Rose Pub, 15 Royal Vista Place. Daily specials, that pizza, the dough, it's fresh every day. Sauce, they're whipping that stuff up in the kitchen fresh every day. This food is spectacular. The environment is awesome. Great people. We can't recommend it enough. Mad Rose Pub, 15 Royal Vista Place. We got to go for, well, we went. A we were up like two ago. weeks ago. Yeah, we had some pizza. You got to have the pizza. Yeah, I have to have the wings. God, you got to have the, and then you got to have the wings. Fried, then baked. And it's then you got to get some, your mains. And then it takes some real discipline to get, uh, get away from the pizza and that on the menu. Yeah. Well, I want to try this war the wonton soup. Everyone's talking about the wonton soup, but yeah, you said that's gotta gotta have wings. Gotta well, and then soup. you know, you wouldn't be a crazy to just eat everything. And then we see Boomer go into a week-long yeah. shame spiral when he hammers the whole pie himself. It's I don't know, it's a tough one to win. Real world problems, people. We've got real world problems. Madrose.pub is the website, 15 Royal Vista Place. Tell them Pinder sent you. Hmm. Or something like that. Uh, let's do the uh, now again. We're kind of uh, we're here in Nashville. We're at uh, this is swanky. This place. This is swanky. Yeah, I mean we're not staying here, but this place. Is swanky. I'm surprised they let us in this yeah. joint. I don't. You know, know where we are, retro. Hell. We are literally we're on we're on Music Row. Hmm. Sony Music, like the Sony label, is right across the street. RCA, like the classic RCA. Yeah. Where all Recording. the that's down. Chris Stapleton records there. Jason Isbell, huge. It's all just right here. We're, uh, can you feel it? Oh, the energy is amazing. Hey, you feel it? You walk around, there's a lot of sunglasses and hangovers and excitement and, you know, ringing ears. Yeah. That's Nashville, right? You should have seen Sarah Valley last night at Tootsie's. He, he, people love old Frankie boy. Yeah, why not, right? Frank, Sarah Valley. Frank, how you doing, Frank? People are loving on Frank. He's younger than Crosby. I do have to remind people of that. Yeah, it's, it's not absolutely horrifying. Color. Don't know what the hell's happening there. The uh, I tweeted it earlier. I saw Le Cavalier at our hotel. Yeah, you were yeah. saying he's still doing okay. He Cavs, hasn't uh, fallen on hard times yet. Old, old, uh, whatever Kent Hughes or whatever his name is, was burning up two two telephones, doing the Dubas thing in the hallway. And Le Cavalier, yeah, he looks like he could play right now. Who needs you? Need me? Want me? Because I can play. Well, they're still paying him. He's not playing. Jesus Christ. How many years left on that one point? I looked a year? this morning yeah. till twenty twenty seven. Oh, son of a bitch. Mm. That paid to not work thing. Oh. Well, and remember, because he didn't, he got bought out there twice. Goes to twice. Philly, gets bought out there. <laughs> is being paid by two teams not to play for it. I believe when he retired, he would have been like right up there for career earnings north of a hundred. Yeah, I know we looked at it because he was double dipping at one point. I'm maybe even triple dipping at one point. Like yeah. wild stuff. Well, it's serving him well, and he can cuss to you, Rhett. I I was gonna go up and say, hey, we played that hit on the show the other day. Dirty, fucking rude, rude. Rick. Dirty hit. Dirty bastard. Puck was in. Give us that ring back. All right. Uh, Village Honda presents the Pinder Report. Village Honda. They want to buy your ride. Event continues. If you don't buy theirs, they'll still buy yours. Payment in 24 hours. Top trade-in appraisal. Stress-free. And for a limited time, get a family ticket bundle for Cavalry FC. Mm. Complimentary appraisal. VillageHonda.com. Northwest Automall. Presenting the Pinder Report. For life. Okay. We start with the big trade yesterday, fellows. Dean and I were just hitting tarmac in Chicago, waiting to taxi into a gate that was taken because O'Hare is O'Hare. And boom, there it was. The Wolverine texted me. There's your Frank bomb to Foley out. No surprise. 
Sharon Govich in big surprise. Uh, Bell Russian just turned 25 in the last month and has had a very mixed bag of results. The high water mark two seasons ago, a 24 goal campaign on a line with Jack Hughes. We heard from Frank on it. Uh, Rhett, just initial reactions or any sort of, um, you know, have you tried to use all the letters in his last name to spell out something else? Like, what do we think about <laughs> it was this? a nickname? Have you got a nickname for yeah. him yet? Yeah. No nickname yet. At first, I didn't like it, but I, I see the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Um, talking with Craig Button and Frank last night, there was a thought that, yeah, if you just wanted picks, you might be able to get pick 29, 30, 31, 32, something like that. But the Flames clearly like this player and would prefer this package to the theoretical one that I just laid out there. And that, that has people in obviously different emotions about it. it how you feel about Igor Sharangovich is probably how you feel about this deal. He is not a, a finished product known entity. Well, here's what he's doing for you next year. It's very much up in the air. He was taken off the power play last season. He was down, what, two minutes of time on ice a game. You know, and it's one of those things, too. I, I have a hard time believing anybody would see Sharangovich in a third and not have to go and Google numbers yeah. and data on Sharon yeah. Govich and then make their decision whether or not mm -hmm. the player is good or not. Especially at a conference, right? You saw the guy twice in the fall in a third line role. That's it if you're a Flames yeah. fan. This is this is very much a get to Calgary. Mm -hmm. See where you fit in and see what you are. They love his size and his speed and his shot. Every team will say, say that when they pick up a player. Mm -hmm. For me, it's truly a reserve judgment until we see the player. Yeah. If you have a grade handed out on this trade, you know more than we do because you've got a crystal ball that tells us what he looks like in Flames. So clearly the Flames think he's more than the 13-goal campaign he put last year. And from the Devils' perspective, this just makes a ton of sense. They, they're clearing up space. They just got Timo Meyer inked. And Toffoli is a guy that for one year gives them some finishing, an area they were good at creating chances last year but not great at finishing them. And they got another pick? They'll pick again tomorrow. They've, they've got it's, – it's their picks, if they, you were saying yesterday, if they right. want an offer sheet. I think that's highly unlikely. You want conspiracies, right? You love conspiracies. Yeah. I do. Ear, ear lights and, you know, the, 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 these guys uh, – this is Illuminati. You wanted conspiracy right. theories, Retro. The Flames, you can't offer sheet with someone else's picks. They get their own third back. So, clearly, huge offer sheet in the works. Don't know who. Cannot confirm yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> Cannot confirm that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, okay, we're we're light on the pin report. Let's let's get to some dumb stuff. We have uh, some some Rhett stuff now. Rhett's dog. Um, we've seen a bunch of his cats lately. This is. Uh, I didn't realize you let your dog watch TV. I know you're pretty firm with the, your children on screen time, but your dog, you're okay with that? Yeah, I think it's good for him. Calm yourself. Good boy. Let's have a look here. Is uh, on top of the dough and use your body weight to push the dough. He's kneading the. <laughs> oh, use a scraper to pull the dough I, off. I the can't board. get to the cushion, Rat. And but interesting, you, you would let your dog watch cooking shows. That's good stuff. Put him to work. In the boy, H. Is this in? Um, I thought didn't cats need? Don't they? Don't <laughs> cats need? Yeah, need? yeah, stimulate, to stimulate milk from the mother's teeth. The mother's <laughs> There's a throwback. Okay, uh, uh, Rex and Saskatoon. Yeah, beautiful is. lake country around there, Dean. You know that I do. Yeah, and we have some. How are the bugs? How are the skitters? They weren't bad last night. Yeah. But <laughs> any wasps or black flies or? Aphids, no, black flies, flies yeah. fucking horse flies, man. They bite. They're the worst. They're nasty son of a bitch. You guys have horse flies? Hey, Betway, you, you know what horse flies are? Do you have big black? Oh, they're the worst. 
They don't, they don't sting. They don't poke. They bite. They it's a fucking chunk. Chunk. Take a chunk yes. right out of you. Yeah, they little know. bastards. Yeah. The Betway guys are here uh, retro. Looking at you like, what are these idiots talking about? Yeah. No, they were putting on an inside for They were putting, putting on a good on a show last a night. Clinic, yeah. yeah. Until... Uh, knackered is the uh, term i got yeah. well, but very friendly guys i think they helped close down tootsies last night yeah they, they did the chairs up on the table <laughs> yeah, wiping down the bars floors, i mean yeah. they were there right at the end helping the staff yeah. right this Good is nice. guys. Yeah. uh now there's lots of lakes out there this is exclusive footage of you and the shoveler getting that jet ski in the lake let's have a look at this oh. now which is this mcphee what lake is this i know reggie's up there was that's his lake <laughs> christopher <laughs> so yeah she's driving okay we got you in we're good Oh, and then, oh, no. oh no, it's not in park. Shovelerina, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Oh, see, that's a Honda. You oh, have to take that to village oh. here. And Rhett, look at you just beside yourself there. So, oh dear. What's and what what's the driver doing? Oh, look at the bubbles. And yeah, now the wipers come on. Fine. <laughs> look at the wipers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Rhett's I'm oh Rhett, you all you can this. do is do laps and yell at the shovel. I'm sorry, I know that's tough on your relationship when that happens. That's a bad making thing. waves. You ruin your day at the lake. <laughs> I was making waves, trying to push it back in. Yeah. Oh. What an idiot. That's tough. Yeah. Right? I'll tell you what. That's a good boat launch. That's deep. That's deep that in a hurry. Deep. That's what you yeah. look that's at that. Good. Oh, <laughs> rat. I'm sorry, bud. For those that are, that are not watching, yeah. some uh, some idiot was putting their jet ski into the water. Just and, left it in reverse. Yeah. And look, that pilot CRV Honda Pilot maybe just completely underwater. I'll tell you what, there's some great videos online of people of like fails, people trying to back their boats and shit. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I could watch it for days. And it's the most, <laughs> it's so stressful when you're doing it because you know everybody's got, you got the eyeballs uh -huh. on you. You're like, okay, so it's reverse. How do I go the other way? No, oh, no, fuck. Put it in the drive. Pull up. Oh, try it again. Head back. Nope. Got to do it again. Do it again. And then you're totally psyched out. One of my favorite That's moves great. is uh, there's a little beach by the launch where we have a family cabin and it's like May long. Everything comes in Labor Day, everything out. Turn the seats around from looking at the lake right to the launch and oh, just yeah. pack the beer and be like, "All right, so buddy, good. see what you got." Yeah, it's so good. And then you'll see somebody that is really good at it. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, golf club. Well done. Very well done. Nice job. Nice job. Six zero, six zero. Yeah. What do you What do you got at the? Are you going to the lake? What are you doing? I'm heading there right as soon as we're done. You got a boat up there. I do. I have three boats out there, oh. and they happen to be mine. <laughs> Is that right? I, I see. I, yeah. Does everyone in your family agree with that? I feel like some of them maybe like what? In uh, I guess. The law? What is possession? Yeah, possession. Yeah. It might be a statute of limitations or whatever the hell it's called. What's mm. uh, how's DUG at back in the boat into the? Uh... DUG could do it in his sleep. Yeah, blindfold. Just a little slider right in there. Not surprised. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it for a light pin report. We'll that's have good. a that's lot good tomorrow enough. based yeah. on round one tonight. And uh, I, I have fingers crossed and high hopes, but I'm ready to be uh, heartbroken. Oh, I can by, tell by you're heartbroken already. Yeah, it's fucking draft class. There's been 11 picks moved, and the Flames haven't found a way to get one more measly fucking pick. Red, I don't know if you heard, but Pinder is quite fond of this year's draft class. Is it a, yeah. it, It's a good draft class, it's, in his opinion? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, he's a, hmm. he's a very good draft class. So is it better to have an average pick out of this draft pack or an exceptional pick out of next year? That's a good question. And I don't, that's where your scouting department would be like, here are the levels, here are the tiers, this is where it drops off. 
Um, Where I don't are you? Know. I did ask our on our draft show that we ran yesterday, uh, Byron Bader of Hockey Prospecting and Joel Henderson from FC Hockey. Uh, where Wright and Slavkovsky would go. That was the first and third picks in last year's draft. They both sort of thought that late single digits into the teens. Yeah. So, so that's just the top. I, I don't know how different 25, 25 would be, but last year's top three picks might have slid into the teens this year. That, that says something. Where are you guys? It are you going down to? Are you going to go watch from the Bridgestone or where are you guys? Or at a pub? We got credential. Yeah, I think we'll go. We got the little well, eh? hangy lanyard thing. We may as well. Yeah, I would After be the crushed by the time I, I. Yeah, I think it. Would, I thought it might be a lot like the game that we went to that one year, boom, or maybe a Nashville. Over, yeah, the overindulge yeah, in the afternoon and not make it. I was there. Yeah, I woke up on the shitter, and the game was on the TV. It was in the second intermission. I hustled down and caught the third period there. You uh, did you show up to that one? It was L.A. You didn't show up. L.A. I missed. Yeah. yeah. And the problem was we'd finished the show and Rhett said, okay, I know this band playing. We'll just go for one set at 10 a.m. Yeah. That, uh, that, that one goes. set ended at about 14, 15 hours later. Yeah, Broadway Tasted starts so at about 10 Live yeah. bands. China box were cold. Actually, and you know what? Yesterday, Rhett, we, uh, Pin and I did a little thing about the trade at the same hotel where we stayed at when we came through and we did the show where Pinder didn't mm-hmm. show up for that either, if you remember. No, I showed up and was slurring and didn't know the final scores from the night before and then promptly vomited in the main floor washroom. Yeah, so like, there's where we were set up for the show you didn't do, and there's the bathroom where you honked bench. and yeah. trying mm-hmm. to find your credit card. We could do a little tour of that if you we want. Could, yeah, that could be, be a really – like, you know, these times. little walking. Here we are, and this is the historic building here, and this university here, that the Columbus. That, that, uh, we could do one of those. Much like the same thing. Much like Music Row, you can just feel it. Like, yeah. This is where Pinder puked. Yeah. This, and this is the place where I lost my credit card and so great. Uh, got tossed from that place right before that. Okay, good. Got that picture of you from the bowling alley somewhere. Really? Somewhere. Pinder is in full cowboy regalia minus a hat, but he's got a like he Western a vintage shirt, Western shirt, yeah. Jeans, boots, and he is knackered, passed out on a chair at a bowling alley. Holding the chair down. Just yeah. make sure it didn't run away on us. We, I think we summarized it that next morning in one of the greatest awful shows we've ever done that you had uh, come to the conclusion that Nashville simply reincarnates, reincarnates, reincarnates people to their 17 year old self. We were all just 17 year olds with fake ID that night. It was quite something. Oh yeah. It was hall pass. Yeah. It was. Hall. Uh, so there you go. That was the pin report. Uh, hearing loss clinic talking to Rhodes. I don't know if you, uh, you wouldn't have seen a retro. I went to the hearing loss. We uh, had the thing on the show the other day. Good video. Hearing aids. Coming in hot. Getting some hearing aids. Are you? Yeah. I am a candidate for hearing aids. Tell them what your wife texted. <laughs> oh, yeah. My wife texted me. The woman I live with. Uh, your roommate is something. That's yeah, good my stuff roommate. Yeah. So I, you, know, you, you go in there and we're shooting the things. Yeah, you can also go through the whole song and dance. This is how it works. And this is what... Uh, you know the low end frequencies you're uh, you're still good with, but it's the higher end frequencies that you kind of struggle with, and you would be a candidate for uh, for this. Like, oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, suffice to say, she was not surprised. She's like, yeah, like of course you do. Like, is this is this surprising to you? Sorry, well, yeah. Sorry to be so abrupt, but you had to know that you were going to be getting this. Been telling you this for years. So can you not hear me? This is. I'll tell you what. It's great to have. I mean, I'm kind of joking around about it. But there's something about ignorance being bliss. Like, oh, I didn't hear you. What, what were we? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't hear you. 
fewer excuses now. Hearingloss.ca, nine locations, four in Calgary. Men and women of all ages and, of course, children can suffer from hearing loss. Serious health risks have been linked to untreated hearing loss. Of course, we're having some fun with it, but I tried these things on and it was instant. It was you see those videos, right? Where like a baby or somebody mm -hmm. gets them and they turn them on and you can see their face light up. I get it because uh, I have been missing a whole lot. Go and have your assessment done. Cranbrook, Crest, Fernie, Golden, and Invermere in BC. And as I mentioned, they have four in the city of Calgary. Hearingloss.ca is the website. There you see their, their social media stuff. They're always doing stuff in the community. Great spot. Travis Rhodes and everybody over at the Hearing Loss Clinic, great people, and uh, can't recommend them enough. So get out and uh, and do make it. I see it. You go to the dentist, mm -hmm. get your eyes looked, get yeah, your ears. You can't see while well, you go get glasses. Oh, no. Can't hear well. Get some. Get it yeah. figured out. <sighs> Nap time. Are we, are we disappointed? Oh. We aren't overwhelmed with. Uh, oh my God, this is better than we thought it was going to be. I'll tell you that. Uh, the indication. The the. To me, it's the Lindholm indicators that, well, we're really trying to make this work. And again, you feel like an ass saying it because you everyone loves Lindholm as a player. It's not that you don't want him on your team. It's that you're frightened of what's to come. You don't want six 35-year-olds making no. more money than they're worth, eating up all your cap while you don't pick in the top 10 for five years. That's what you don't want. Um, I, I, we haven't talked about this all. I think it's just an interesting thought that what is in the flames right with Elias Lindholm? Like, sh would it be fair to say, Elias, we would like to have a firm answer by 7 p.m. Eastern when the draft begins or whatever the time is? Like, is, th is that a reasonable ask? Or do you Three. think given how much they like him and really, I don't think it'd be competitive That's without him? That's how you get into these situations where you pussyfoot around. It's, it happened with Giordano. Yeah. It happened with, with Iggy. At some point, it's business. Well, that's what and I mean. Like, shouldn't they have clarity before the draft? Is that I not unreasonable? Should have been this morning. Yeah, today. And maybe it is. We don't know. Connie's not going to necessarily come out publicly with timelines. But I just feel like if we're a month down the road and they're waiting for his answer, is that not a misplay by the GM? Shouldn't you know by now? This is where you can really turn an asset into futures. Well, I mean, to Frank's point, it depends on what you you are getting. You don't know that till it happens, right? Maybe it's not a misplay because Conroy has the offers in front of him. And he's like, well, what yeah. the hell difference does it make? So. Yeah. It just feels like they're waiting for him to say yes or no. It's not like they're not deciding whether to trade him or not. They're, they're, yeah, he's going to pick whether they trade him or not, it sounds like. Yeah, that sure does sound that way. And you'd be damn well pissed off if you were that fly on the wall and they did wait till August to trade him or whatever. And you find out, oh, yeah, there was a, a, a pick in the 10 to 20 of that this year's draft. What? That stinks. Like that's not asking too much of the players. You don't worry that you're scaring him into not staying. Like, what's, what's, what's the, the player of giving what's him the player waiting for? Well, what are the indicators the player needs? If the money's right and you've played in that city for the last four or five, what are you waiting for? Cap's going up, right? Like yes. that's that's the one thing. Is the cap is going up? But again, you know your value. Yeah, the whole right, idea that, lays it out. There's there's a small little window that deal's going to yeah. fall, and we know it's a max term deal. I, the only thing Noah, uh, excuse me, uh, Elias Lindholm doesn't know is if this team's going to be good next year. And I'll give him that as a. I, I, well, like you're basing but, your, but the, 
next eight yes. years of your career? Well, I would think if they're going to part of it, he's like, are they rebuilding this thing or are we going to be competitive? And that's a question that you could ask and not get a firm answer on to, to be honest. Like that's they want to be good, but the agents know, you know, right. You're Elias Lindholm. You're in that room. I just you're yes. a leader on the team. Like, are we going to be good next year? Like, you know. Well, what do you know? If you, they're, what, what do you, they're probably yeah, fight for the playoff spot. Yeah. Try and sneak into a playoff yeah. spot. I just mean like if, if Noah Hannafin goes for four picks and no players versus here's a 23 year old rising defenseman, you're like, okay. Yeah, but, I would make the Noah, direction of the team. Yeah, I think you're basing too much on what the 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 Hannafin thing. Lindholm knows the city. He knows the team. He knows yeah. if he resigns, he's got a pretty good indicator of what the team's going to be like. I don't think the team's success next year is is locked in on whether Noah Hannafin was going to stay or not. Right? Sure, he's yeah. a big piece of it. But like we just said, if Noah Hannafin's gone, whatever you bring in return, either fills that hole yeah, or breaks a man short. Gonna, yeah, you're going to go find a defenseman to chew up some minutes. Yeah, yeah. and I, so. I think it's reasonable for him to have had his mind made up by now, but I certainly yeah. do yes. think you, he could say, I don't know if I trust this GM or not. I don't know if I trust this coach or not. He'd probably have in- inclination. but it, Well, I mean, then, then you're gone. Yeah, Then you're probably. gone. Right? Yeah. Like, if you don't trust the GM, you don't trust the coach, you, you have your answer. Again, you still yeah. have your answer. Go. Bye. And if you truly in your heart can't give an answer – you have to respect that's an answer. You have to respect it if the team trades you. Of course. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't give them an answer. I have to understand they they yeah. did what the well, and but the underpinnings of that, Dean, are that him not giving an answer is an answer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to a certain extent it is for sure. And so the, I guess what what are your expectations on the timeline for this? It doesn't feel like Connie has one. I think Publicly. they announces a contract. Can, he, can they do it today, or does it have to wait till July 1st? You could, um, certainly behind closed doors agree to terms, but you can't yeah. officially sign anyone until July 1. A press release would be July 1 if they were going to resign him. Okay. Boy, we were really excited about the rebuild last Friday, weren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. If they'd let us run shit, then all, you know. Just... Yeah, we could give you the, the dozen years of sadness like Buffalo easily. We could do that. Oh, right? This oh. is sadness. This There's is sadness. The it's, peak sadness. There's still yeah. time. There's still time. The draft's a few hours away. We can fix this thing. Hey, before we go, let's do uh Betway. Let's do those Betway bets of the day. Those boys are okay. looking a little tired. Let's Look do the Betway. The there it is. All that help cleaning up the bar last night. Draft coverage in Nashville. Our partners at Betway taking care of us, taking care of you. Get that Betway app in your phone. Play along. Bet the responsible way with Betway. And our boy Jay as well wanted us to give a shout out to AMA Travel who helped us get down as well. So big shouts to AMA travel. I don't know who Jay is. Yeah. Well, it's the guy that signs your checks. You should probably get to know him. Okay, let's get to uh, – I was looking at the draft picks. We had a bunch of over-unders on guys in the draft, and we're looking good. Some of those numbers have moved. We've got a lot of ASP exposure going before pick 15. That's now even money. We got in on that plus 40. I don't like any of what's left because I've been dancing on those for a week. How about this? Connor McDavid to win the heart next year? You're going to let these uh, knackered fools money for a year but even money for connor to win a heart are you fucking kidding me I let's go them. i trust them. those they'll pay you you yeah. just gotta wait a while just don't you're not gonna not get a payout on, on the heart trophy until they give out the heart trophy in yeah. a year yeah in vegas we're going to that yep you guys gonna be here in vegas next year yeah shit yeah let's he do was it saying he's not been to vegas oh fuck it's like it's a it's a little louder a little brighter yeah they got more staff you want to help clean up the bar right there <laughs> little shinier yeah uh, plus 100 it's even money baby love that for connor to win the heart next year 
There you go. Betway bets. Betway app. Get it on your phone. Ontario Knights are over. You know Bet the responsible way. Bet the responsible way. Let's go. With Betway. Uh, we're out of here. Oilers guys are coming in. We're kind of, it's the rotating studio here in Nashville. So we are out. We'll be at the at Bridgestone Arena for round one tonight. Anything happens, we'll be able to go live with uh, emergency press conferences. We did an emergency pod last yeah, night, poolside pod. on the 27th floor uh, bar. That was cool. And if uh, Conroy or whomever has something to say, we'll uh, do our best to be there and have that for you. Tomorrow, back here at uh, 10.30 Mountain Time. Again, not the half hour later than the usual start time. Now, how's your rushing when they trade up to five with Montreal to get uh, Mishkov? You're going to be... Trebian. Okay. Bueno. Trey, Trebian. <laughs> uh, so off to the lake retro. Sunscreen, huh. please, on, on your big uh, upper body there. Vitamin D is good for you, folks. Yeah, sure it is. Sure it is. <laughs> That's going to do it. Have yourselves a fine day, everybody. See you, buddies. See you tomorrow from the shag room. <laughs>